This episode is brought to you by Smart Food. What makes Smart Food so smart? It's Air Pop popcorn, tossed in white cheddar cheese, only 70 calories per cup, a notorious black bag of popcorn deliciousness. You are what you eat. Welcome to the Smart Club. Shop now at snacks.com. On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no. She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner. Doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Welcome, brother friends. This is the, uh, what is it called? The WrestleWolf Weekly Wrestling <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Just completely had an aneurysm at the beginning of the show there. I'm Dr. Damien Gibson, and joining me as always to talk all things kayfabe and kayfabe adjacent is Sir Matthew Kayfabe. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you? Good. Good. I've watched uh, so much wrestling this week. I watched NXT's In Your House pay-per-view. I watched NXT. I watched Impact, I watched AEW Dynamite and a whole bunch of WCW for the other podcasts. If you want to know about that, listen to our WCW podcast. I, I think I've, you've done the same thing, right? I've done the same thing and not only have I done that, I watched the first TNA Asylum pay-per-view and then I started watching the s- start of Impact. I have a, I have a, a little fact uh, on the start of Impact. Mm-hmm. First of all, the first match ever on Impact Wrestling, so TNA Impact, which was the name of the show at that point, yeah. was uh, Scott Demore, who's the the on-screen authority figure, executive producer, was the uh, coach of Team Canada, which included Eric Young, who's a who's a uh, current TNA talent. And later mm. in the show, the there's an X Division match. Uh, that includes Chris Saban, who's currently once again in the X Division title picture. It's a uh, challenged moose on this week's impact. Mm. It's uh, the it's quite, honor it, of Scott Demore, I think, is the storyline. Uh, anyway, we'll get to that later. Something like that. <laughs> uh, I, I just thought it was very interesting. The, the early TNA shows are are a lot of fun. My wife watched uh, the. She doesn't really watch. Well, she doesn't really watch. She does not watch wrestling, and usually I actively don't watch it with her mm. because I don't. I don't want her opinion on the stupid thing that I do. Yeah. Uh, like, really, I don't. Uh, but she uh, she watched the first TNA Asylum pay per view, uh, which includes women in cages uh, dancing. It includes a clearly inebriated Scott Hall, and it includes uh, a midget match. <laughs> Um, it's inclu- and she, wow, that sounds really inclusive. <laughs> she was not as against it as I thought. Um, <laughs> I genuinely, man, I think if uh, if little people are wrestling and, and dealt with respect, I, I don't have any problem with that at all. The problem. Um, let's, is let's be very we, clear: they were not being dealt with. Yeah, respect. the problem is in in history in wrestling that I don't think that's ever been done. 
in in, in uh, Mexico it is a bit. They mm. have like an actual like little person's division, but there is still an element of like, oh, look, they're little. <laughs> mm. But it's a lot yeah. better in Mexico than it's ever been presented in America, that's for sure. But it, that is a fucking low bar, you know. Mm. When you consider that bar. Hornswoggle legitimately lives under the ring in WWE, like that's the storyline. Vince's <laughs> illegitimate son who lives under the ring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we're then there's also there. a portal to hell under the ring as well. So I don't. So, so you're saying that if you go under the WWE ring, you either see Hornswoggle or you end up in a Cody Rhodes versus the Factory match? Oh God, yeah, that's yeah. my hell. I I assume there's just like a beam of light shooting up through Hornswoggle's house, you know, in a particular in a room where Hornswoggle won't go. It's like, oh, don't go in there. That's where Kane and the Fiend and the Undertaker live. And you walk in there, and and Cody's like. Got a special T-shirt made to, for like Hell Month, <laughs> and he's like, "I donate twenty percent of the profits." And I'm like, "Wait a tick, twenty percent of the profits? Why? That's what about eighty? Yeah. Where's the eighty percent of the profits going, Coates? It's uh, mm. fuck you, mm. Cody. Yeah, I love how every week AEW have like a twenty percent off sale. It's just like off a T-shirt that's thirty dollars. It's like what, six dollars <laughs> off. I don't. Yeah, the the AEW t-shirts are really deeply frustrating. I think I've discussed this before in so much as I want to buy an Eddie Kingston t-shirt. Um, AEW, who managed to have a boring Eddie Kingston promo or a, a, a not worth talking about Eddie Kingston promo, which I didn't think was possible until uh, this week, but uh, Eddie Kingston does not have shirts that are wearable for the sensible gentleman. Well, that's Frankie Kazarian's fault, so... <laughs> This is that SCU stink stanking up two of the best guys on the AEW roster. Frankie's good, man. Frankie's all right. The Elite Hunter's a cool character. It's it's just that it's already happened with the Bullet Club Hunter, but that's okay. Yeah. At some point, Adam Page is going to go for the title and he's going to get screwed out of it. And then, like, they're going to go into the all-in match and... Kenny's going to have, like, the Young Bucks up his sleeve and then they're going to go to the back and the Young Bucks are going to be knocked out and Frankie Kazarian's going to be there with a chair and he'll have done it. And that's the payoff of this story is that Adam Page gets to have a match that, you know, without elite interference for the title because the elite hunter has hunted the elite finally instead of just Brandon, whatever his name is. Cut. All, all I'm saying is if you've got... A trios match, and Eddie Kingston is one of the guys in that trios match. <laughs> you let Eddie Kingston do the promo. Oh, you you no, don't let Frankie agree. Kazarian fucking sprout fucking Bible verse at me. You know, <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind Frankie at all. Um, but to I be fair to him, that's uh, the best promo I've seen him cut. But the thing that was annoying it's, it's about just it is that Eddie Kingston standing right next to him. <laughs> and you're yeah, like, yeah. for fuck's sake, like anyone else, you know, like. Anyone else on the roster? But let's not let's be let's be thematically consistent and go through the. There's there's two promos of note in this episode, other than this. So we may as well let's let's go well, to promos rather than uh, rather than knocking through. Oh, uh, well, uh, all right, okay. So we're, hang on, we're doing dynamite. I'm confused. Oh yeah, we're doing dynamite. <laughs> we're, let's do dynamite. What about news though? We always do news first. Oh, okay, we'll do news. Fine. This uh, confuses right. me. I don't know what's going on. The news is weirdly uh, is weirdly very similar to last week. Uh, 
Mark Henry uh, did an interview with TMZ saying that he's pushing for Adam Scher to come to AEW. Uh, Henry helped recruit him for WWE. Uh, Meltzer says that Adam Scher is Braun Strowman. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Meltzer says uh, he can see arguments in both directions and Henry said that both sides are interest, uh, interested. Um, and his non-compete period keeps him out to the 31st of August, which means he could debut at All Out. Uh, we've talked about this. Uh, both of us are really excited and really hope we get Braun Strowman in AEW. Um, please, please, you know, please, please. You've Braun Strowman versus Kenny Omega. Uh, I think that's probably the, the match. You want to see um, the two best in-ring workers in the world go, go against each other, and that match yes, would be Braun yeah. Strowman versus Kenny Omega. Yeah. <laughs> uh, PW Insider have reported that, that there are internal talks in WWE all the way up to the top executives second-guessing the decision to release Alistair Black. Duh. Uh, you guys are fucking morons. It's too late now. Because <laughs> he's coming to AEW, brother friends. Uh, and Kenny Omega's working through a list of injuries, uh, and he said at times that he thinks maybe he's close uh, to the time to hang it up because his body is feeling worse but also said having fans in the building when he performs makes him feel better. That seems like not medically sound. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we're probably going to get a few more years of Kenny Omega still. Yeah. That that seems like my, my dad's remedy for everything is garlic. <laughs> you know? Like there might be some truth behind it, but it's not. I, you know, I don't see scientists going, yep, just eat garlic and you'll... The brother friends obviously don't know that your father died of scurvy. Uh, Refused to eat fruit, but would eat whole garlics, (laughs) not even cooked, just uh, with the skin still on. (laughs) He was a damaged man. um, Yeah. Rest in Ian Ian Gibson. Yeah, yeah, sir, Ian Gibson. (laughs) Uh, uh, was there any other news? The Gibson guitar. Um, the only thing is, it's it happened in a show, but it's worth noting that Mickey James has been teased for Impact. Oh, really? When they when they threw the tag team into the bin, they pick up a garbage bag and look at it confusedly, and it says James on it. Oh. And apparently, that's a legitimate tease, not a, uh, you know, right. Uh, I have. I didn't get a chance to watch all of Impact, just to put it on the record. I watched, I saw the first 40 minutes, which, uh, yeah, so <laughs> I've missed that. Yeah, you've missed, you've missed that one. That's okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. That's our news. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, there's a small, there's a news story about WWE being uh, sued by some shareholders for withholding information uh, about their Saudi Arabia television deal, um, which is seems to be a hundred percent legitimate case. Uh, they will probably settle out of court for that, and that'll be the second time that has happened with WWE. Uh, starting to beg the question of: Is this Saudi Arabia deal worth it? Uh, for WWE, I would say probably not. Um, <laughs> but the amount of bad press that those shows get, the shit that seems to go down every time they go over there, and now they've been sued uh, once successfully where it was um, settled out of court. Now there's a second one. Um, yeah. 
there's a lot more to it um, than that, than just my little recounting. Um, but that's essentially the broad strokes of it. But anyway. I mean, the, 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 the actual answer to your question of is it worth it is we don't know because we don't know the terms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God, who who knows? Anyway, let's stop talking about it before we both get assassinated by a, a <laughs> by Prince by Shane who, McMahon. Yeah, by someone who may be working in conjunction uh, with some people who work for both entities in the in the story. Um, did you watch In Your House or did you just watch NXT this week? I just watched NXT. So we haven't um, we haven't really talked about WWE at all on this new format. Um, no, we just complain occasionally. <clears throat> we complain but about them a lot. It. Um, this is—it's been a year since I've watched WWE. Now I reckon the last WrestleMania was the last WWE thing I watched. And when I say the last WrestleMania, I mean COVID WrestleMania. Right. Um, yeah, I will watch. I haven't watched Raw in a long time. Um, I just watched Brian Alvarez rant about it uh, <clears throat> every Tuesday, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> SmackDown I've watched bits and pieces of. I essentially haven't watched it since Daniel Bryan left. That's kind of more just coincidental. That, isn't, that wasn't me making a stand. Um, but SmackDown is still, it's kind of like people keep talking about it being the best WWE show. I still think there's a lot of stagnant storylines on there, but the Roman stuff is so good. And usually mm. because it's the first thing, the last thing on every episode, that's what people remember. Which you know, yeah. fine, but um, uh, but yeah, I'm the same. I hadn't watched NXT for a long time, but I was starting to hear from people that I trust that it was getting better. Mm. Um, and the Ted DiBiosity Million Dollar Man storyline with Cameron Grimes and LA <laughs> Knight legitimately dragged me. I mean, that's the kind of bullshit wrestling stuff that I love. <laughs> There's two guys wrestling over belt that means nothing. Uh, just who's the richest asshole? <laughs> <laughs> um. And so I wanted to check that out. So I watched uh, In Your House, and I got to say, like, I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was a decent pay-per-view. Well, I enjoyed the – I probably have a, a couple of thoughts. Um, one, I was disappointed to see Samoa Joe back, but it is great that Samoa Joe is on TV. Hmm. Uh, you know, him as an enforcer is fine. Obviously, we're heading towards he, – he'll have a title match at some point, and, you know, that will be great. Uh He's just his his promo style. He's so casual. He like really does sound like he means what he's saying. Mm. Uh, the other thing that really hit me was how phenomenally uncharismatic Carrion Cross is. Um, I sort of th- thought from just really reading about him rather than watching, because um, I don't think I've watched NXT with him on it. Uh, I thought he was, you know, the next big thing, and maybe he is, but he really does lack that essential sort of spark of, you know, being a huge, huge star. He's not The Rock. He's not Stone Cold. He's not Kenny Omega. He's not Jungle Boy. He's uh, he's just a just a naughty boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, both the. The match, the five-way match at In Your House, uh, which was himself, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano. I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head, so if I if I fail, I apologize. Um, uh, Kyle uh, O'Reilly, uh, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly, and um, uh, 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 there was someone else, and I can't. I apologize. Oh, uh, Pete Dunn, 
How can I forget Pete Dunne, man? He's the best. Um, there was a great match. Went for half an hour. Um, really enjoyed it. But um, Karrion Cross won. And, yeah, I agree, man. I, I was watching a bit of NXT when he debuted and there was the the critical response to him was outstanding. And I didn't... I didn't say anything really because I was just like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just being negative towards it because it's WWE and there's just been so much stuff that's come out of there that it makes me not like them, <laughs> that it's just affecting my opinion on everything. But um, like, I don't think he's terrible. But I don't. What what is he? Is he like a spooky guy? Is he you know like I don't. Um, mm. I hate that word spooky because we're kind. Of, infiltrated the vocab wrestling vocabulary because it, it, it seems to suggest that anyone who does anything that's not being in black trunks and black boots is shit i don't like it anyway but is he like a, a mystical character or is he he i don't know i don't really know yeah. what his motivation i mean i know i know the motivation is to win belts but you know like what's his character it's confused like i i, I don't know there's nothing there's nothing there for me no, I, I'm I'm not a I'm not a a Carrion Cross fan. Obviously, I, I like you know. I think it, it was a really good show. Um, it was. It just seems a little bit less vital than it used to. Like NXT mm. at its best was a really really vital show. Now it really does feel a bit like the third WWE show. Um, yeah. Which is strange because uh, they still there is good talent on there. Oh yeah, Pete absolutely. Dunn, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso um, Ciampa. Yeah, man. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly is pretty charismatic. Like uh, even LA Knight and Cameron Grimes. I really like both of those guys. I hate the name LA Knight, but still. Mm. Anyway, um, and then you got Smojo and William Regal, and in the girls' division, there's Dakota Kai, um, Shotzi Blackheart. Even though she had a go at Chris Jericho and Bumpgate, but I'll still put her in as a as an interesting wrestler. Um, but yeah, there is something. It's not. I don't know. The booking feels like you're saying it mm. feels very WWE. Whereas NXT used to feel like it's com- it was a completely independent thing to Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, and the only other thing I really took from it was that I really, really hope that Adam Cole's heading to uh, heading to Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like, me too, obviously, because we're AW marks. Uh, we'll just get that out on the table. You don't have to guess. We are. Um, but, uh, yeah, he seems to be Hunter and Sean's boy. Yeah. Like, they love him, and he seems to really love them as well. So, I don't you know, the only, I mean, but his partner, Britt Baker, works at AEW. So that's the only. And if his that, best if, friends. Uh, sorry? And his best friends with the uh, with the Bucks and the and Kenny. Yeah. I mean, there's that history. But, uh, yeah, I don't know whether that would be enough to get him across the AEW. I think maybe the fact that his girlfriend works there and she is one of their biggest stars would probably help. I don't know. I don't know. There was news that just broke this morning saying that Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed were seen at SmackDown uh, and were doing dark matches before filming, which is usually a pretty good indication that they will be on SmackDown in the next couple of weeks. Mm. Um, people sort of losing their minds about the both, you know, the two title holders being 
elevated up to the main roster, but the Survivor Series isn't that far away. So just, I think, mean, just bear in mind that <laughs> that may be what's happening, that they're forward planning for Survivor Series, although they don't seem to really forward plan for anything. So maybe it is just Karrion Cross and Bronson Reed being <laughs> brought up to the main roster. Mm. Um, but if that was to happen, then they're going to, again, really have to lean on the the guys who seem to be NXT lifers in Gagano, Champa, and Adam Cole. Yeah. So, I don't know. But Joe was great. The Joe Regal stuff on this episode was enough to keep me interested throughout the the whole the whole episode. Those guys are, are fantastic together. Mm. No, um, great. Yeah, and I I sympathise with Joe being a, a guy who sweats quite a bit as well. As soon as Joe gets under those lights, he's sweating <laughs> like a pig. And I <laughs> yes, I always like when he's not out there with his little towel. I always feel really sorry for him, especially when he has to wear a suit. Um, we had. Since we recorded last time, we had Impact. Uh, of course, I'm going to forget the body name of the pay-per-view as soon as I bring it up. What was Against the last pay-per-view? Against All pay-per-view? Odds. Against All Odds, uh, which, again, is the Impact recipe for a pay-per-view is B-minus, C-plus pay-per-view until the main event, which is usually an A, A-plus, uh, yep. which gets you up to like a B-minus overall. I think that's about right. It sounds really dismissive, but I mean, I'm I'm saying that as a compliment. It's always just like good, solid wrestling, and because they're probably the third banana in America, they don't have the they don't don't have the roster to. Yeah. Oh, look. I think the the pay per view was good. The show I thought was really good. There wasn't many notable things. I think. Um, no. I think the one thing I would take away is that uh, W Morrissey. Or Big Cass, as he's sort of more widely known. Probably, uh, probably a lot of companies are going to be knocking on his door in a year or so because he looks great. He mm. sounds great. Like he's, I always thought, I always was really annoyed by his voice, but clearly that was a complete put on because uh, he has a normal voice. Yeah, and he's a he's a good promo, and he's a huge human being who can wrestle. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, like he's he a star be... that they have on their their roster. I mm. think, unfortunately for Impact, it'll be another one of those bridging contracts yeah. where he. Yeah, I mean, if if he gets his shit together, he could be another Drew McIntyre. Yeah, absolutely. Story, you know, and he and definitely Vin- has the uh, has the WWE look about him. Absolutely. I mean, the size of the guys who are wrestling at the top of the card in WWE at the moment are. I mean, it's stupid even by Vince standards. Yeah. You know, we're looking at seven footers, man. <laughs> like, like Drew McIntyre was uh, up against Amos and Raw either this week or the week before. I can't remember. And Drew McIntyre looked like me. He looked like a five nine <laughs> guy. You know, like he looked like a medium sized dude. He looked like the medium man. Whereas, uh, <laughs> whereas at Impact, uh, whereas at, at AEW, Lance Archer's five nine and towers over the uh, the rest of the. <laughs> He's the monster. Yeah, Miro is like. <laughs> A fucking beast, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, this week's impact, like I said, I only saw half of it. I did like the. Uh, well, sorry, we didn't. We didn't do the end of uh, against all odds. So essentially, uh, Moose was against Kenny Omega. Moose got beaten down by the Young Bucks, allowing Kenny Omega to get the win, keep the belt. 
Um, and then uh, who's the – I'm going to forget his name, the little um, – he's been on Impact Forever. He's like a hacker character. <laughs> Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. He's a, like hacker slash hardcore wrestler. <laughs> it's his character. This was all at Daly's place as well, AEW's sort of home ground, which was strange that it was happening there. I assume it was for convenience more than anything. Um, yeah, or maybe well, the, the young the, bucks the were story like, they- you want us on the paper if you <laughs> fucking do it in Jacksonville. The story they told was was that uh, the Good Brothers were competing in the impact zone, which is too far away, so they couldn't get there to to interfere in to the main interfere, event. Yeah, so it was a, you know almost like a neutral venue, so we could have a proper match and no one would interfere. Though and Sammy, behold- Sammy Callahan, uh, who competed earlier in the impact zone, so he's not a, he's a hacker, he's a hardcore wrestler, and has magical powers. <laughs> yeah, like I, that that stuff doesn't bother me. I like wrestlers <laughs> who have magical powers. <laughs> I'm into that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I enjoyed all of this. I liked the storyline. Dan, uh, Don Callis cracked the shits, came down, sacked Sally, uh, Sammy Callahan, and then that essentially became, that was the beginning of this week's impact was the follow-on from that. Um, and essentially the board members uh, of the company that owns Impact were coming down to have a word to Scott Demore because they weren't happy with what was going on. Uh, and they, they end the show uh, with... Tommy Dreamer as the network representative, and he fires oh, Don Callis. Holy shit. Oh, why didn't I get oh, – I just didn't have the time to watch all of it. That's awesome. I really and it's a, very, it's a very, very good promo, like as far as Don thinks that Scott's getting fired and he's really, you know, trying to both sort of be like, oh, look, Scott, you know, it's going to be okay, but they're right to, to do this. You know, you're right, Tommy. You need, you know, he can't see it objectively. And then when he gets fired, he absolutely loses his shit and it's great. <laughs> and then Sammy Callahan bumps into him and says, I could beat you up right now, but instead I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Kenny. Oh, nice. Well, so, good. And Sammy Callahan was reinstated? Yep. Yeah, so Sammy Callahan's back, Don Callis is out, and Sammy Callahan's coming for, for Kenny Omega. Oh, all because of Tommy. Tommy. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, now we're up to Dynamite, which was... Yeah, I feel like we're going to... I feel like... Are we at... Do we have another Wednesday or are we at Saturday night? No. We're at Saturday night next No, month, well, so this cool. was the last one. Thank fuck. I, really, the the two things I took from this, other than like, I don't even, I don't think we need to go into the fact that we're all sick of the Cody Rhodes. Yeah, thing I don't want to talk about Cody this what week. The fuck? No, I'm done with it. Um, <laughs> the the there was there was really two things, two two sort of genres of things. I thought they did a much much better job of the Jungle Boy Kenny segment. Yeah. Um, I think last time going out and being like, "Hey, Jungle Boy's shit at promos," and then. Jungle Boy comes out and is kind of shit at promos. Yeah, yeah. Having him uh, not talk and just look like, you know, the most handsome guy in the world and, you know, kick the shit out of Michael Nakazawa. Like, that, that was really... And, you know, Kenny being an asshole um, made Jungle Boy look great, made me want to see the match. Uh, yeah, I thought, th- I thought that was a really good um, way to do, way to build to Saturday Night Dynamite. Um, and I also, we, we have a disagreement on this, but I, uh, 
just to dismiss all for people. Um, I didn't really like the Andrade interview. Um, I thought the I thought he didn't come off uh, like he had previously come off. I really liked the little video of him where he was wearing the mask and then he takes the mask off, which I hope is a thing he's doing, like because the mask is a cool mask. Um, you know, I thought that looked, he just looked like a million bucks. And then when he was sitting there with JR, I just thought it was a bit rambly. It wasn't really focused. Uh, I, you know, opening with Andrade the Idol and then he sort of, you know, says Andrade il Idolo. And, you know, it's just kind of, ugh, I just, I didn't particularly like it. I didn't like him talking about how he and Vicky have a surprise Mm. Uh, I'm assuming that's Zelina Vega, but or or it's Rush or someone like that. I don't know. Um, it wouldn't really. It doesn't really make a lot of sense for him to bring in Zelina Vega when he's got Vicky, and it doesn't make a lot of sense for him to bring in Rush when he said that he's going for the TNT Championship and the and the AEW Championship. And I hope that next week, and they do, they are really good at this. Um, I hope that next week you know, something's thrown in and, you know, maybe whoever comes out and sort of says like, you know, this is, there's rankings here. You don't just walk in and get a championship shot because you're the new guy. And, you know, we start to see some Andrade in ring because I need a lot less Vicky Guerrero in my life and a lot more Andrade looking like the, you know, the best. Yeah, I don't... um... Yeah, I thought Andrade was okay in this promo. It's not the; it's probably the weakest of all of JR's interviews, which sucks because they're usually really good. Mm. Um, I think there's probably because JR can't have a because it's not conversational. It's very sort of question answer, question answer. Yeah, uh, it probably would have made more sense to have like Alex interview Andrade in Spanish and just have subtitles or something along mm. those lines. There's no reason why you can't do that. It's not WWE. That's a good point. You yeah. know, like, uh, and then just make it conversational. Or for the time being, just don't do that stuff with Andrade. I know they wanted to make a big deal. It's JR interviewing, but it just mm. it was a little stagnant. But I don't I don't know if that's anyone's fault in the promo. Like, it's just unfortunately yeah. the way it is, you know. Like, what concerned me was what was said, <laughs> mm. which is me and Vicky have a big yeah. surprise. Now, I I can understand. I was like, well, you know, his English isn't great, so we want to give him a manager to be able to cut a promo, right? Mm. Why Vicky Guerrero? I mean, Vicky it's Guerrero terrible. legitimately has fucking ruined parts of wrestling for me. And I don't, I don't hate her as a person. I understand why she's involved in the industry. And, like, you know, Jericho has always tried to look after her in every way that he can and blah, 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 blah. But she's not a good promo. She definitely can't wrestle herself, which she's also doing next week, but we'll get mm. to that in a second. Andrade has charisma. That's mm. one of the things I love about him so much. Just let him cut promos in Spanish. This was the same thing with Hikaru yeah. Shida and cutting promos in Japanese. It doesn't have to be... It just Also, he doesn't really have to cut that much of a promo. But also, you know like I mean? let his a- ring work do the talking. You don't need Vicky Guerrero coming out and screaming, "Excuse me!" Like it's just, it'll ruin the, it'll ruin Andrade for me, man. Like I genuinely am so worried and so concerned about Vicky Guerrero's involvement in in this. I just, I know she's been managing Nyla Rose and and hasn't been doing as annoying work, mm. but fuck, man, like I just. 
Uh, and it could be Andrade that wants Vicky Guerrero, you know, but again, yeah. it's one of those things where like, why isn't TK, like with the Cody Rhodes shit, why isn't TK stepping in? You know, because there were reports about whether Andrade had more creative control than others in his AEW contract, which was smacked hmm. down pretty quickly by Tony Khan. But uh, I'm worried, man. I'm really, really worried. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think the the reality is, particularly his what you said about cutting promos in Spanish. His character can do that. It makes perfect sense for him. Yeah. He's this arrogant heel who's calling himself the king of Latinos. Why would he speak in English? Yeah, why would he lower himself to speaking English? When it, yeah, like it, it just, and he's cutting those promos and putting them on Instagram, and tens of thousands of people are viewing them. So it, I just, I understand there's a wariness for an American TV network to have extended periods of time that aren't in English, but just hmm. doing the opposite or doing what you're going to do with Vicky Guerrero, it will make people switch off. Like it just, oh, will. it really, it will. Just and it will. absolutely will. So you've got to figure out something else. If you're, if you're intent on not getting Andrade to speak, which fuck, why wouldn't you have his face on TV as much as possible? He's the most yeah. handsome man on earth. Like, why are we cutting to somebody else? You, you know, like just all of it makes no. Like, it feels like W. It feels like two thousand and fucking thirteen WWE booking, and I, yeah, I worry. I really and, worry, man. And I mean the 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 one thing <laughs> this is this is something else that happened in the in the show. One thing WWE does that that frustrates me is that they forget the history of things. Uh AEW doesn't really do that. And uh, you know, it's good that Mir- that uh that that Andrade's the you know has has debuted and hasn't come out and been like, you know, I'm finally free from the shackles of blah blah blah. Big Show did that. Everyone's done that. N- almost none of them had the right to do it. None of all of them were. Most of them were used really well or, and used really high. Like Big Show can't. You know, there's no more BS stuff. It's like, mate, you were a world champion when you absolutely shouldn't have been. Yeah. Like you were used to your maximum potential. Fuck off. Andrade legitimately can say, "I was misused. I'm one of the best in the world, and I'm hmm. here to show you." Like that. That's a legitimate thing. Um. On the subject of WWE forgetting things, AEW probably could have forgotten that uh, Miro and uh, and Penelope Ford had, <laughs> were, uh, yeah. were involved together because why Miro is now back involved in a Penelope Ford storyline, I, I genuinely... Like, he has become the best thing to watch on their TV and then they're like, hey, remember when you hated Miro? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just... <clears throat> it, we talked about this so much at the time. Uh, Kip Sabian is not like that story wasn't helping Penelope or Kip Sabian either. Besides no. the fact that they were on TV, maybe pe- people could point to that and go, well, they're on TV. But mm. it wasn't, no one was going, oh, thank God Kip Sabian's here with Miro. And you're right, man. Since Kip Sabian has not been on, except for that promo where uh, Miro murdered Kip Sabian's arm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, he's just gone from strength to strength since then, you know. Mm. And then Andrade in his promo mentions Miro and the TNT belt. Mm. So that's, let's just have that. Let's just have that tension yeah. built. Just have Miro like killing people until Andrade, Andrade eventually challenges Miro. Mm. <clears throat> um, that segment felt like they didn't know how to end it and they just pulled Miro yeah. out. 
maybe Brian Pillman will have a match against Miro because you've got to feed the beast, you know? Well, I mean, that looks good as well. Like, I think they've announced that he will. Um, oh, great. Well, and they made, they made Pillman look great. That yeah. was probably the only good thing of the, you know. Well, Pillman is great. But yeah, I understand yeah, what you mean. Like they did, they made him look strong. He didn't get absolutely killed by Miro, and yeah, um, like like poor old Griff Garrison did, just yes. fucking thrown away like a crumpled piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor. Well, yeah, he did. The, the 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 I guess the 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 big thing from this episode that we that we already sort of have have messaged back and forth about is I hate. When wrestling does MMA matches, um, mm. I think it doesn't work because I think they're visually so like yes, they're both combat sports theoretically, but wrestling is exciting to watch. It's it's you know it is it is a theatrical show like that's the whole thing. It's a you know whereas MMA is is you're trying to knock someone out so you win. So it yeah. looks it's a know, legitimate real sport yeah, with people real actually fights, hitting each other. Yeah, real fights look like shit. Uh, and watching Wardlow and Jake Hager like touch each other's shins with their toes for a while and have a hug on the ground, uh, I just think worked shoots never work, and they're always a bad idea. And this match might actually have been the best worked shoot I can think of. Mm. That said, it was a waste of time, uh, and uh, also like they're in this wicked position where this feud is over. Uh, it probably shouldn't be going on. Um, anymore, and the issue with it is, is they had to have Jake H- Jake Hager win because he's already lost to Wardlow, but that means the Inner Circle just won the the Inner Circle won Stadium Stampede. Mm-hmm. The Inner Circle beat, uh, you know, destroyed the limo of uh, of of the the Pinnacle, and then the Hoss of the Inner Circle just beat the Hoss of the of the Pinnacle. And look, they're going to go to Sammy MJF, and like, surely MJF has to win this one. But it's just it's it's depleting in value watching every version of these. Mm. Whereas, like, I like the Santana, the Santana. If they want to keep doing Santana and Ortiz versus FTR, fucking go for it because mm. that's sick. But none of these matches has any heat anymore, in my opinion. Yeah, the only thing I can think that they're doing is trying to build up the inner circle in the sense of like they they're winning everything, and so when they finally is the blow off pinnacle versus inner circle match, when the pinnacle win and the inner circle disband, it mm. means a bit more. But it is kind of painful in the meantime. Um, there were a couple of punches in this match where I was like, I don't think that was, I don't think that was, uh, I think that was mm. like a shoot punch, <laughs> but. The thing that I don't like, I was saying to you on Messenger, is who is this for? Mm. You know, like I don't quite understand. Like I, I understand like there's a massive market for for MMA, right? So it's like, well, let's get that on the show, and people will get into that. But I think the majority of the people I know who are into MMA already have such a low opinion of wrestling, mm. you know, in the sense of like it's fucking fake. Watching this would be an insult to them as MMA fans, you know what I mean? Because they'd be like, well, it's not real. Like, I can tell it's not real because they're not, you know? Mm. I think it would only be wrestling fans who would be like, oh, this is interesting. It's different. So, in that, if it's, if that's what they're going for, all right, fine. It was on a 10 p.m. show. 
Yeah, and that's, know, the, that's like, the, for the for the free thing is that it is on these shit shows. It's that- a free hit, so they're just you know they're getting it out of the way. So I think that's fine, you know. But um, yeah, the Inner Circle Pinnacle, man. I re- I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. It's a weird booking for them. Like, I don't hate it when it happens when there's a part of the story. Like when it when it's happening, I'm mm. like. Oh yeah, I like everyone involved in these storylines. And you're right; those promo, the FTR and Santana and Ortiz promo this week was like, oh yeah. The thing is, I just want to see them actually wrestle. But mm. it is that thing of like, well, it's probably too big a match to give away on a normal Dynamite, let alone a Friday <laughs> Dynamite. Mm. So maybe we'll see that in the on the the pay per view shows coming up. But it needs to this this. Feud can only go to the next pay per view, and right? I think like the, it, the, it, it the can't go any longer. Because there's that. so there's so many uh, there's so many episodes because they, they you know they don't have pay per views like the next pay per view is in September. Yeah, so like, oh, do we need uh, do we need two and a half more months of as long as it's building up to a crescendo? I can handle it, but if it just if it keeps staying. You know, in this sort of middle ground where nothing really, you know, I mean, the th- what happened I don't know how this you week build in that over two and a half? This one over two and a half months. Well, yeah, I mean, that's but that's Tony and the elite's job, right? Like mm. we don't have to think of how they do that. <laughs> like, but I mean, I just, just, I just, like I think the problem is if they're like, look, if they're if they're waiting till they're on the, you know, Saturday night dynamite's obviously a big deal, and then they've got the four sort of uh, themed shows. And if they're just waiting to reset with those shows, like if they do whatever the last one is, if that's the final blow-off of the Inner Circle Pinnacle, that's another – that's five weeks away. That's fine. Like they can – that's that's absolutely fine. But we need – it would be nice to have some different things going on. Like, you know, if – it would be nice to have some different things going on, even if mm. they do an angle where, you know – they hit Chris Jericho with a with a truck and he's off for a month and then he comes back and then the match is at all in. Like that's fine. But we can't just have random matchups and long drawn out promo segments every single week. I think it's the promos that's killing it for me. That that's hmm. what I really you know, if if there were <clears throat> if each week there was a pinnacle versus inner circle match because they're feuding, okay, cool. That wouldn't really bother me that much because everyone involved, except maybe the guys this week, <laughs> uh, were having matches. I would be kind of into it, but I agree with you. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not going to die on uh, defending this feuds hill. If that, mm. I don't think that sentence made sense. But um, I think ultimately, what will happen is that we will have a singular MJF Jericho feud again, uh, and MJF will beat Jericho, and then that. Like it, I, at the next pay per view, I think we'll get MJF versus <clears throat> Chris Jericho in a one on one match, and then that'll be the blow up. Whether that's going to be any good or not, I don't know. Yeah, but I think, I think that's the, what we're working towards. The, the other option is obviously they've had two all in matches, and you know they've gone one each. Do they have a a last you know all in five versus five? And I, I think there's there's two, you know, they can either go to the, it's just MJF and Jericho in a personal match or it's the final pinnacle inner circle loser breaks up. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not hating it. It's not Cody Rhodes level. No, of, no, like, no, no absolutely not. No. Um, but it would. I agree with you. With like, we probably need to see a bit more wrestling. Seeing there's so many good wrestlers in both factions. If that happened, I think I'd be happy. But at the moment, it is long extended promo mm. by one of the teams, um, or run-ins, or you know, I've probably we've probably seen enough of that. I agree with yeah. you there for sure. And that was really it for things that I th- that I sort of you know. Yeah, there wasn't a I, huge. The only other things I've got written down here is that I feel like the best uh, best friends faction, if we're mm. going to call it that. I don't. They don't really have another name. Uh, three guys and a little alien, maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> I think they're in top form. They're so they're like yeah. so much fun to watch, so entertaining. Uh, I just I I love them. I love them so much. Like they they're everything a pro wrestling faction should be for me. Like you've got great wrestlers in there um who can be taken seriously at times. Um but they're also heaps of fun and stuff. Uh, the yeah. I mean, I was a little worried about the quality of the match that OC was having this week against the Wingman, but anyway, it was a squash mm-hmm. match essentially. Um and I think we're so close to a trio's belt, right? Yeah. Uh, which I think is a good move. I think it's like yep. it allows more people to wrestle on the show. Um, it's a different kind of belt. It's not mm. something that really happens in the States uh, that often, or especially, I mean, I'm talking about WWE, obviously. WWE don't have it. It's, um, I think it's cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, everyone thought this week that that was what was going to drop when AW. Put a picture up on Instagram of a belt, of mm. like the corner of a belt, and it just turned out that you could buy replica belts for. I, someone said six hundred dollars. Yeah, they're six hundred bucks American. I, I, I would, um, I would say that that was the most classic AEW thing where they tease uh, something and everyone's like, "Oh shit, this is going to be something really meaningful," and then it's like, "Oh." Actually, you can you can buy yeah. a copy of our belt. Like it's a real like we've got a hall of famer coming, and everyone's like, "Oh my CM god, it's Punk. CM Punk!" It's like you know, on on dry days, like our surprise for you is going to be like you know, footage of him like on a yacht or something. Like it's going to be he's going to be uh, like, and here's Hornswoggle. Um, fuck. Well, if it's Hornswoggle, I'm into it. But uh... <laughs> here's, here's WCW's Leprechaun. I'm kind of into that. But... <laughs> Which I shouldn't be. It's appropriate. It's cultural appropriation for my my people. Um, uh, yeah, I think that yeah, that's it, man. It, it was. I'm happy the Friday night Dynamite era is over. Yes, agreed. Uh, this was like a weird little Bermuda, Bermuda triangle of uh, poor booking decisions and. <laughs> Weird promos, and that I'm sure. Hopefully, if we get back to normal next week, we'll look back on the last three, four weeks and be like, "Remember that?" Boh. <laughs> it was like the two weeks where they were uh, airing out of QT Marshall's gym, and they only yeah, had about was... eight people there during quarantine. <laughs> Although that did, you know, make uh, Sheeta and Britt Baker. So you know, you're... there's always a positive to everything, Matthew. Well. Depends what it is. Except for Cody Rhodes bookings at the moment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's not talk about Cody. Hopefully he, um, hopefully Nick Aldis strides out onto the stage next week and everything will be back to normal. Agreed. Oh, you do want to see Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes. I got you to say it. All right. On that Ah, note. (laughs) 
Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can show your support by subscribing, um, letting a friend know about the podcast that helps us grow our audience. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the point, right? Otherwise, we would just have this conversation on the phone. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. <laughs> no, we wouldn't. Well, on Messenger. Anyway, uh, until next time, brother friends, Hulk Hogan can go to hell. All right.